Your brain health matters. Welcome to the Let's Talk Brain Health podcast. Join the conversation on brain health and wellness with your expert hosts, Dr. Crystal Culler and Dr. Jonathan Arts, and respected guests. Discover ways to take charge of your total brain health, mind, body, spirit. Tune in to the latest brain care news, science-based tips, and practical strategies to build a better brain and live a brain-healthy lifestyle. By prioritizing your brain health, you are taking an important step towards living a happier, healthier life. Let's continue our brain care journey together with our next guest. We like to welcome Anna Hall to Let's Talk Brain Health. Anna is a visionary with over 25 years of experience in the senior living realm. She's a chief purpose officer and founder. Anna's brainchild, the purpose equation, is an evidence-informed framework that has revolutionized how we approach personal and professional growth in the realm of purpose. Her journey has been one of transformation, serving as a guiding light to individuals all ages and stages, unlocking their true potential through the unparalleled power of purpose. In a world where purpose often holds the key to unlocking our greatest selves, Anna is at the forefront, leading the charge towards a more purposeful, fulfilling existence. Get ready to be inspired and empowered by Anna's wisdom and the incredible work she's doing to elevate lives through purpose. Thank you so much for having me. Anna, welcome to our podcast. I believe the two of us crossed paths right around the time Purpose Equation was starting and Virtual Brain Health Center was starting. And we were really seeing then the impact that purpose can have on a brain healthy lifestyle. So I am very excited to be having that conversation with you today for our audience and listeners to make something that sounds so big and beyond us, something intentional and tangible that we can obtain and aspire for every day in our lives. To get us started, how do we define purpose? The reason that I delved into purpose was because through 25 years of working in senior living, I saw the impact of purpose on wellness, longevity, motivation, engagement for older adults who were living in the communities as residents and also for the employees. Then I read the research, and it's incontrovertible. Purpose extends life. It extends wellness. And it's not only about extending life, but quality of life, right? It's about aging well and healthy, not just adding years to your life. The problem is the definition of purpose, if you look it up in the dictionary, is very vague. It's about having you know, a motivation and a direction in life. And when I really thought about what that meant and how to help people discover this powerful thing that's inside of them, I didn't know where to start given that definition. So I have a new definition of purpose that resonates with people. It's giving and getting. So there's an exchange there. Meaning and joy every day. Giving and getting meaning and joy every day. That's how I define purpose. That's what it feels like and that's what it looks like in everyday life. Thank you for sharing that, Anna. I know in just hearing your definition, it makes my spirit feel a little more uplifted. But I suspect some of us may be having this question of, now that we have the understanding of purpose, how do we identify it and activate it for ourselves consistently, as you mentioned, something we strive for every day? How do we measure purpose? Sure. 
So the way that I like to measure purpose is through flourishing. And that's truly a measure of subjective well-being. It helps a person understand how connected they feel to their internal environment, which is what I call purpose. So when you think about giving and getting meaning every day, it's about why do I get out of bed in the morning? Why do I keep going when life gets hard? And let's just say that life gets hard, right? It's not flowers and butterflies. And a lot of people think, oh, purpose, you know, that's this flowery thing that we can't really define. But in fact, we really can define it and we really can see when it exists and we can see and feel and understand when there's a lack of connection to purpose. So purpose is innate. It's not a goal or a role. Purpose is not something external, but it's something inside of us. So the flourishing scale helps us to understand how do I feel about myself subjectively? How do I think, feel, and judge the quality of my life? How connected do I feel to other people? How connected do I feel to my spirituality? What is my sense of being successful and successfully engaged in life? I think that measurement is the most powerful measurement of purpose. And when I was starting off with the purpose equation, the first 100 clients that went through the equation, we measured their subjective well-being with the flourishing scale. And we saw a 22% increase in just six experiences. So six one-hour experiences, 22% increase in how a person thinks, feels, and judges their life and their relationship with life to be. Thank you for sharing that, Anna. I suspect many of us that would go through these types of exercises to find purpose, that this is a bit of a cognitive engagement activity for us. It stretches us to think about something in a different way and yet makes it concrete for us where we can take these action steps every day to improve our brains. And I'm excited to see how that's going to unfold in our conversation today. Oh, me too. Research has shown that people who have a strong sense of purpose tend to have better cognitive function and a lower risk of developing Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia, resulting in a 20% risk reduction. So what should our listeners know about how to use purpose to build a better brain? Ooh, great question. I think it comes down to this one simple idea, and that is use it or lose it. We need to use our brain like a muscle. We need to exercise it in order to keep those synapses strong, in order to be able to retrieve memories, in order to keep blood flow going, in order to activate all of those different regions of our brain. So when people have a sense of purpose, they have a sense of connection. They are connected to this internal energy and motivation that compels them to engage in life to do hard things, to overcome fears, and to have a basic belief that their life matters. And so when you have this understanding of who you are, what you can do, and why you're here, your only choice is to use that brain to go out and engage in life. And I think that's the underpinning of why purpose and brain health are so connected. Purpose is like the engine for the brain. In the use of purpose on a day-to-day, do you believe in what's called, well, I just actually made this up, purpose journaling, which means 
putting information on a piece of paper and reviewing it, maybe before you go to bed, wake up in the morning. Well, how would you embed this in your life to kind of think about yourself? So it's kind of self-evaluate yourself in the realm of purpose. I love that you asked that question. Purpose discovery. Let's talk a little bit about that. When people come to me and they say, you know, I'm feeling a little bit stuck or I'm at a point in my career where I've reached all of the pinnacles of success, but I still don't feel a sense of meaning and fulfillment, or I'm retired and I'm still basing my identity on my former goals and roles. I say, okay, good thing for you that purpose is not based on those external factors like goals and roles. Let's look inside. So the first thing that we do to help people discover and bring their purpose to life every day is activate joy. At the purpose equation, we call this joy fuel. And joy is when you lose track of time, lose track of self. You're doing something that's absolutely delightful. And then after you joy fuel, you feel refreshed, renewed, invigorated, energized. So we always start with joy because that's the energy source for purpose. After that, we start discovering your purpose through really natural, fun conversations. And we start to determine using the purpose equation framework, what is it that makes you tick? What is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? What is your perspective on life? What do you notice in your everyday life that lights you up and makes you want to know more? What sparks your curiosity? What sparks your creativity? How do you build relationships and connect with ideas and concepts? So what we do through that discovery and exploration is begin to define innate tools that every person can hold on to. They make purpose more tangible. And these tools are things like understanding your values, understanding your character strengths, or as I call them, superpowers. Gaining a deeper understanding of your personality So that you're not wasting energy trying to be someone that you're not and instead leveraging your personality to be your best self. And through that experience, you're first gaining tools, gaining awareness. And with that awareness and tools, you can then be intentional about bringing your purpose to life every day. And this intention, again, it's not vague. It's I know my top strength is fairness. So I look at every situation during the day how can I be fair? How can I make this situation more equitable? How can I ensure that everyone is engaging? As an example. So what I ask people to do as they're discovering their purpose and then for the rest of their life, and this really does become a habit. Every morning when you wake up, think about your day. What's coming up? How can you intentionally apply your purpose to specific relationships, circumstances, meetings, working out at the gym, standing in line at the grocery store. You can bring that innate tool to every situation. And then at the end of the day, look back and celebrate how your purpose fueled you. And even more meaningful, I think for most people, is how did your purpose make a difference in someone else's life? And through this raising of awareness, intentionality, and then celebration of purpose, it becomes a habit. And it becomes a very exciting day-to-day life to know that you are bringing purpose to life and to see that it is making an impact on others. 
Thank you for sharing that, Anna. I suspect many of us has heard this talked about in the broader aging space, cognitive health, and now more in this brain health action space of the idea of if someone asks you, why did you wake up this morning? When you're living a purposeful life, your answer is very different than unfortunately our typical American lifestyle, which is the dog woke me up. I heard the kids because my alarm went off. We had practical things of why I got out of bed today versus like you shared with purpose, igniting what was our reason to rise and strive through the day. What you just said, Crystal, is the key. It's very easy, especially in our culture, to be busy, almost frantically busy. But when you live that way, time flies by and week goes by and you say, what happened? It's a blur. But when you inject doses of meaning and joy into your daily life, it slows down time and it makes life feel more meaningful, which in turn sparks you to use your brain and engage in life. And here's one of my favorite words these days, to explore and experiment with life. Because you have this like internal scaffolding that you know is going to hold you up if you fail, if you make a mistake, if something doesn't go right, if you get embarrassed, like you can get over it when you have a sense of purpose because your perspective on life is just way bigger than any moment. Purpose can also help decrease the risk of cognitive decline as we age. So can you tell us about the connection between having a sense of purpose and better brain health? Absolutely. You know, what I learned from Crystal is that brain health does not begin or a focus on brain health cannot begin as you are reaching your 60s, 70s, and 80s. Brain health is a lifestyle that you need to adopt and bring to life every single day. One of the underlying ingredients in purpose is tapping into intrinsic motivation. What that means is it's something that motivates you to do what you're going to do anyway, as opposed to an extrinsic motivation, which is external to you. So an intrinsic motivation is, I want to exercise, which we know is really good for your brain, because I want to be here to see my grandkids and I want to be able to go with my son to the gym and do a basketball workout with him. Whereas an extrinsic motivation that's not tied to purpose is, I want to lose weight. Or I want to get back into those genes that fit me before the pandemic. But that's a very short-term motivation that's not going to create a lifestyle for you that encourages you to use and exercise your brain every day. Understanding your purpose automatically connects you to this internal motivation that's going to help you stay engaged in life. And when you're engaged in life, you're using all of your senses. You're connecting with people and, you know, relationships are one of the most brain healthy things that you can do, right? Brain experts. (laughs) When you meet a new person or you engage with a person, first of all, it's a completely unpredictable situation. You don't necessarily know what you're going to say or what they're going to say. So you got to be present and you've got to be able to interact and react to whatever's going on in that moment. And so when you have a sense of purpose, you have a sense of confidence in yourself and a belief in yourself And you're not so worried about what the other person is thinking. You're able to be present and engage in a relationship. So that's one way that purpose can really help brain health throughout the lifespan. As we age, it's a tragic fact that we are going to lose some of our friends 
and losing friends is devastating and it causes grief. And it can also make it feel really hard to go out and meet new friends or to expand your social circle. And so when you have a sense of purpose and you know what lights you up and excites you about life, you're more likely to move through some of those fears and some of that grief in order to be connected in the world. I think that's one of our key words here is connection. Connection to yourself, connection to the world, connection to motivation, connection to other people, connection and willingness to keep learning and being curious and being excited about life. I wanted to add something because it reminded me of, there's a gentleman named Jakob Stern. He's a psychologist at Columbia University, and he came up with this definition of cognitive reserve, which means that when you get older or as you age, your brain is losing nerve cells. It's, you know, we all are losing nerve cells as we get older, but a lot of us are able to compensate for those problems better. And so this whole theory of like thresholds of cognitive reserve, how do you maintain that? So when actually you have issues that go on like word finding problems and having difficulty recalling certain circumstances, that you can somehow maintain that for longer periods of time. So this actually identically reminded me of that term. I almost call it like purpose stabilization or purpose threshold. What's your purpose threshold? Like maintaining your purpose threshold. How do you do that? How do you keep it at the level? So despite your brain aging, you have that purpose in the background, like supporting you, almost like a framework. So whatever's happening to you, that issue of resiliency, you're able to go through this problem. I know people personally in my life and through work who function at a level in social situations that's incredible. However, looking at their brain scans, you see significant decline in the cell structure. I think that's exactly what you're talking about. This cognitive reserve helps us keep functioning even as we're losing the pathways. I once heard a very cool story about plasticity and cognitive reserve. So if I get in my car and I drive on the same streets, take the exact same route to work every day, that's fine. It's easy. I don't even think twice about it until the main road that I take is shut down for construction. Now, today we have GPS, but let's just pretend that doesn't exist. (laughs) How do you get to work if the only way you know to get there is no longer accessible to you? Now, if I had been willing to experiment and change and be curious and learn and build my cognitive reserve, I would know five or six different routes to work. There's the path through the neighborhoods. There's the path that takes a little longer, but it's on the highway. So I get there in about the same time. And that's the same analogy that I've heard for this cognitive reserve and retrieving files within the brain. You only have one path to retrieve that memory or that word. Then when that synapse or that cell is damaged, you can't retrieve it anymore. But if you have extra paths to get to it, you have workarounds, you can still have the same or similar level of functioning, even though there is some physical damage to the brain. I love your example because I think it leads back to, at times we hear this in many different aspects, I think in our lives is take the road less traveled or to take the time to experiment as well. And I think that's really where purpose is igniting that experimentation 
and actions that you're taking intentionally in your brain healthy lifestyle. Thank you so much for that example. I'd like to point out to our listeners that we have an infographic that also highlights these key concepts that Anna's been sharing with us about how purpose guides our path to improve brain health. We will include a link in the show notes, but that's a free way for people to refresh why they want to activate their purpose. And I'd like to shift the conversation a little bit because there may be someone tuning in that's struggling to find their own sense of purpose or where do they start to really ignite this in themselves. Do you have advice that you would offer to our listeners who may be in that scenario? I meet people like that all the time and it makes me sad. And I think part of the reason why people have delayed discovering their purpose or are sometimes even fearful of it is because they think that purpose is external and they think that it's about achievement and success and status. And it's not. Purpose is a lifestyle. It's part of our everyday life. So a lot of people have a fear that their purpose is not going to be big enough, that their purpose is not going to be good enough, or that their time to live in their purpose has already passed. What I can guarantee to every person listening is that you have a beautiful, exciting, stunning, unique purpose that you are born with. And I think that our reason for being here in this world is to discover our purpose, live in it, and share it every single day. Each of us is truly a unique being. There will never be another Crystal, there will never be another John in this world. And your job, is to leave your footprints on the sands of time. And I think it's purpose that really makes that imprint deeper so that the residue of your life will be with us always. Can I share a story about someone who was afraid to discover her purpose? So I'm changing names here. But so these are some scenarios that I see often. So Judy was in her 70s and she had just lost her husband. They had the love of a lifetime, like the love that we all wish and hope that we have in our life. Like she knew she found her person and they were married for 30 years and then he passed away. And she didn't know who she was without him. It was a beautiful thing when he was here. It was a painful thing when he was gone and she felt stuck. She didn't know how she would fit in in new social circles or really what she brought to the table. And when she discovered her purpose, first of all, she was the most gleeful, delighted, joyous human I have ever seen. I, as a purpose guide, get to be in those moments with people when they have those lights go on and they say, oh, that's why I'm here. This is what I do without even trying. This is how I give and get meaning in life. So after she discovered her purpose, she was able to go out and make new friends and realize that her worth was incredible. So purpose helped her to get unstuck, to move through grief, because you can't delay grief. You can't put it off. You can't avoid it. It helped her have the inner strength to move through grief and to go out there and make new friends. I had another friend named Evie who was living with Alzheimer's. She was around mid-stage, so she never knew my name, or if she did, it didn't last. But she knew that I was someone who cared about her, 
And she was one of my most profound purpose teachers. Evie was a teacher in life, but teaching was more than a job to her. It was her purpose. She taught me words that I had never heard before, like picayune. She taught me about incredible poets and writers. And back in 2005, she hosted a poetry night in the memory care neighborhood. She lived, I think, years beyond what anyone expected, living with joy and meaning and purpose. And she just lit up everyone who ever went near her. And the last person that I'll mention is Lewis. So Lewis has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. And he, like many of us, based his self-confidence and self-esteem on his role. He was CEO of a company for many, many years. He was an entrepreneur. When he retired, he hit what I call the retirement cliff. Looked really forward to retirement after years of a very intense career, but about three months after retirement thought, okay, that was a nice vacation. Now what? And because he was afraid that his purpose would not be enough or would be disappointing or not reach the status that he thought a purpose should have, he avoided discovering it. And now as he is living with Alzheimer's, it breaks my heart to see that he is reading about all of the symptoms and all of the things that he's going to no longer be able to do, but he's paralyzed about taking action for the treatment. And most of the treatment now is about habits, lifestyle, being engaged, connecting, moving past fears to engage in life. And so he's stuck. And this isn't a scientific analysis, but I see the decline accelerating because he's fearful and depressed and not rising every morning with something to look forward to. It's a disconnection from purpose because you can't lose your purpose. You're born with it. It's inside of you. But the disconnection is having profound impacts on his ability to keep using his brain and slow down that cognitive decline. That's perfect, Anna. And I, so every day I see patients who have mild cognitive impairment and dementia related issues. And it's really interesting that a lot of the textbooks seem to leave off chapters on purpose when they really shouldn't. So I think we're going to maybe be seeing more chapters in major textbooks about this whole issue of trying to find your purpose. And getting to that point, when we're closing this discussion today, what has given you the most excitement about purpose and brain health today? Where to begin? Well, I want to mention there's this new Netflix movie out about the Blue Zones and purpose is foundational there. In that textbook or that lifestyle, which is the most natural lifestyle, right? Natural foods, natural exercise, naturally rising every day because you're connected to what's meaningful to you. So I'm excited really to see purpose being elevated through those studies of health and wellness and longevity. The most exciting part of our conversation today for me has been the emphasis on purpose as a lifestyle. Brain health is a lifestyle. It's something that you do every day, like exercising your muscles, you need to exercise your brain. And so let's add purpose to that mix. Exercise your purpose in order to have the energy and the motivation to exercise your brain. And when you exercise your brain, 
you can continue to engage in life and not only live longer, but live with a higher quality of life that enables you to leave those footprints on the sands of time. Anna, thank you so much for sharing your insights on purpose and guiding us through this connection to brain health. We have a tradition on our podcast where we like to ask a few quick questions. So first answer that comes to mind for you, is there one book that shifted your thinking on brain health and wellness? The short answer is no. That is because I did not read books about purpose. I read research studies and I looked at data. So when I go to a book about brain health and wellness, I think about a book. I don't have it here. It's a book by Dr. Harry Moody about the spiritual journey and the seven, I think it's seven pillars of how to live a spiritual life with meaning. And I think that that is, in essence, a book about brain health. It's about connection and meaning, which improves brain health. Thank you for sharing that. We're growing a list of books or seminal works of research that shift our perspective and help us grow in this realm of brain wellness. On a personal note, what's your one non-negotiable for your own brain care? Got to stay connected to people. They're my biggest motivation for learning, for getting out of bed every morning, for expanding my perspective. And it's the most fun way to activate my brain. What's the one takeaway message you want our listeners to remember from our chat today about purpose? Purpose is your reason to rise. It's the reason to rise for all of us. And when you know your purpose, it clarifies life, who you are, what you do, what's your why, which thus engages you in a lifestyle that's going to naturally engage your brain. So know your reason to rise and pretty much everything else will take care of itself. Ultimately, purpose guides our path to better brain health. Anna, thank you for letting us pick your brilliant brain on the Let's Talk Brain Health podcast. Thank you for investing in your personal brain care by listening to this episode. We hope Let's Talk Brain Health has provided new insights, inspiration, and action steps to support your personal brain health journey. We encourage you to continue learning about brain health science and hope you will share our podcast with others. We look forward to exploring more topics related to brain health in future episodes. Email podcast at virtualbrainhealthcenter.com with questions or topics of interest. We are here for you. Until next time, may you give your brain the care it deserves. Make your brain health a priority.